Do you want to tee something up? Say, hey, here's what I've been reading, thinking about. Well, I don't. I, I'd love to do that another time. I, I'd love to bring some books in, but great. But I've got another one to tee up. You do? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what are you going to tee up? Well, let's see. Or tee off. Let's just see. <laughs> let's go. Would you like hey, some Berlin? tea? It's time for tea. It's tea time. Yes. Tea time. Teeing up. Yes. Welcome to the Ransomed Heart podcast. And it sounds like the you know six o'clock news. I'm just giving the background stuff here. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> just <laughs> like this. I, I turned on the TV the other night and I heard that. Another unrehearsed, unscripted time where we sit down, John Eldridge and myself, Craig McConnell, and uh, throw out a topic that um, hitherto for notwithstanding uh, hasn't been discussed or or mentioned. So, John, here's the thought I have that I'd love to share a little input on and get your reaction to. You and I went fishing. And I was astonished as we were um, fishing at the number of fish you could see in the river that I couldn't see. <laughs> I mean, I had the polarized glasses on like you. I'm standing in the river. And if anything, I'm taller, which gives me a better angle. And you and this other guy that we were fishing with, a friend of ours – kept talking about all these fish right. that I didn't say. Right. And there were two things going on. I'm thinking, first off, you guys are BSing me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that you're in some little world where you're seeing things no one else sees. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and just, um, <laughs> you know, why are you guys in this pretend world? You know, my reaction was kind of cynical Right. Not kind of. Totally cynical. Right. You're just BSing me. You right. Know, I'm the fool. I'm the guy outside the circle or something. Right. And I'm straining. I'm going, I don't – I see nothing. There's water. There's rocks. And then eventually the, I came to a point where I thought, gosh, I, I wonder how true that is, not only of fish but of other things, how there's some of us who – for whatever reasons, training, skill, giftedness, experience, focus, intensity, we see so many things that others don't see. So I guess my question is um, the lenses we see life through and, and how those lenses either um, block out or bring clarity to how we view and interpret and live our, our life. Mm. And in, in how mm. for some of us, not having a lens or our lenses a little foggy, how, how cynical we can be. I want to throw that on the table. That's huge. That's huge. One, you're going to catch a whole lot less fish, gang. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the fishing hour with uh, Ransom Um you know, Craig, I know why you're bringing this up because we've had previous conversations about this and, and the connection for you is spiritual warfare, right? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. It, 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 it's all that – it's all that that supernatural. Basically as a category. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see what you see. So what are you talking about? <laughs> 
what are you talking about? Yep, it's huge. It's just huge. Well, and it's not just spiritual warfare, but some people, John, see people as mythic, and others see them as ordinary or broken or kind right. of frumpy. And yes. some of us see larger story in God's hand, and uh, yes. you know, it's yes. it's just amazing. Yeah. Well, again, that's C.S. Lewis, the weight of glory, right? We are every day relating to men and women who will one day be creatures that if we met them now, we would fall on our face and worship mm-hmm. or creatures so horrifying, uh, we would think that uh, they were demonic. Every man and woman mm-hmm. is becoming that every day, one or the other. They're heading mm-hmm. to their true destiny. You know, we don't see clearly. We don't see well. That's huge. What do you think affects that? Why? Why do some see well and some don't see well? Yeah, well, I was going to ask you a question, but you threw that at me much quicker than I could throw it in mine at yours. Um, gosh, John, there's probably um, a, a zillion things off off the top of my mind. Um, just our own woundedness, our own brokenness, our own fears, um, control issues. I mean, it can be any number of things. Um, you know, the living in the age of the enlightenment and just if I can't see it, touch it, smell it, it right. doesn't exist. Right. What do you think? Well, there's a related truth here that's very interesting, and that is why is it that really broken people tend to be able to tap into the spiritual realm, um, not necessarily with keener insight, but more quickly, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're aware of spiritual realities. They're aware of, um, you know, I, I think, yeah, several things are going on here. Um, for some reason, where my mind just went was to Second Corinthians, where Paul talks about how the God of this age has blinded um, the mind of the unbeliever, that a veil lies over their hearts. Um, he's talking about especially when the Old Covenant is preached, when Moses is preached, the Old Covenant, the law, a dead Christianity. When that's preached, a veil covers people's hearts. So I think that what I find myself wanting to do is an eight-part series suddenly on this, you know, how to see clearly because, Mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, it just begins with categories. Mm -hmm. Are you Are you open? Mm-hmm. Are you open to the fact that you may not see accurately? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we hold on to the way that we view the world with such tenacity, pride, arrogance, <laughs> mm-hmm. fear, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, are you open to mm-hmm. other ways of seeing the world? Because I, ha- I have this reaction when I get around people who are, for lack of a better description, more spiritual than me. Mm-hmm. And by that, what I usually mean is more gifted in the supernatural than I am. You know, mm-hmm. people who tend to see things very quickly in the spiritual realm. They can name things. They have an immediate sense of what God's up to, that sort of thing. Um, I feel diminished mm-hmm. around that. And so what I tend to do you know, is stay away from it versus a humility that says, gosh, teach me what you know. Open my eyes, Lord. Mm-hmm. Open my eyes that I that I may see more clearly than I do. Um, that's one category. Just mm-hmm. are you open to it, gang? Mm-hmm. You know, are you willing for God to, to give you eyes to see and ears to hear? Um, another thing 
that I think that the transformation of your character, the healing of your heart, the restoration of your soul um, is huge in this. Mm. It's absolutely huge. The freer you are, the freer you are to see clearly, right? If you're still holding on to – I mean, for example, you happen to mention cynicism. <laughs> yeah, a touch here and there. <laughs> <laughs> times for justifiable reasons. Uh, it's always justifiable. <laughs> if you're a person who, who is suspicious, you know, cynical, oh, yeah, that's going to cloud. That's going to cloud what you see, what you don't see, you know, how well you see. Um, gosh, that's just, that's just huge also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you were going to throw a question at me. Yeah, I think my question was, how can you know you have a rose-colored lens or a gray-colored lens on or an anti-supernatural or an anti, you know, the God's loving heart lens on? How, how, do, you, mm. how do we identify the lenses? Because, I mean, in our own growth and holiness and maturity, I'm sure our vision gets better and clearer and we – discard different lenses we're looking through. But how, how do we identify those that we do have and that need to be removed? Um, my personality is I want to answer that clearly and succinctly and provide three ways that people can do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, you know what? I just um, – I find myself struck by something that John says in First John. He says, um, children, you have the spirit of God. Yeah. You have the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And, and then he warns against many, many antichrist spirits have gone out into the world and, and he calls them the spirit of falsehood. He says, you have the spirit of truth and the mm-hmm. spirit of falsehoods out there. I, I think it begins with, um, God, give me your spirit. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Give me your spirit. Give mm-hmm. me eyes to see. Show me, mm-hmm. show me the blinders yeah. that I actually am wearing mm-hmm. uh, towards people, life, you, God, towards the spiritual, the supernatural world, whatever these different categories yeah. are. You know, um, Lord, take the blinders away. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like Saul mm-hmm. with scales over my eyes. You know, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to be like Paul with the scales falling away yes. from my eyes. Lord, what are those? Show those to me. Mm-hmm. Inner woundedness, mm-hmm. bitterness, resentment. Mm-hmm. Is it a fear of the supernatural? I mean, these different categories. Yes. You know, we're not yeah. just talking about the ability to see supernaturally, but but the ability to see people and read them well, the ability to see what God's doing in a situation and read that well, the ability to simply see the world I had the most wonderful, simple experience this morning. Um, I came out and uh, the leaves are finally out on our aspens. It's a long winter here, folks. So it's like a big deal when the leaves are back and you know the leaves are shimmering in the sun and, and they're reflecting against the side of the house. And I just stood there in the early morning looking at that and and just you know immediately went to the goodness of God, the love of God, the presence of God. You know, that I think our experience of nature ought to draw us to God like that all the time. That God is continually revealing himself through the natural world. And and what is it saying? 
what is it speaking of? You know, and again, that's an openness and an ability to see. Yeah. And people who, um, in sadness, say, gosh, I just don't experience the presence of God much. He doesn't seem to speak to me much. I want to go, oh, oh, he's all around. He's speaking yeah. all the time. Lord, remove the blinders. Yeah. Right. Remove the scales from my eyes. Yeah. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Yeah. What I love about that, John, is is just that, once again, that conversational intimacy with God, assuming you have that. And if you don't, there's an indication there's some lenses on. Mm. But to act, just simply ask God in that humility, remove, expose and remove any lenses, any biases. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if my life isn't characterized I don't know that I'm saying this right, but if my life isn't characterized by just the sure joy of the presence of God in loving others, there's something, there's something blocking Mm -hmm. my vision of Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a pretty wild thing. I remember years ago being told that, uh, and it's in the Old Testament, it describes the garments that the priests are to wear that serve in the temple, serve in the tabernacle. Actually, it starts there in the tabernacle. And remember this, that the hems of their robes are sewed with a double hem. There's a, it's supposed to be double-stitched, and the reason is so they can't tear their garments. Yeah. And in the Old Testament, of course, you know, you read these stories of when kings do it, prophets do it. You know, when you rend your garments, it's this, it's this exclamation of all is lost. Uh, woe is me. It's it's despair, you know. It, um, and the idea is those who have seen me, those who have been in the presence of God should never do that. Mm-hmm. There should never be an occasion to do that. But the connection I made to today's conversation is I think if we see well, we won't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that um, – okay, so all these free associations. So this morning I'm on my – Computer and I'm trying to download some photos from this recent fishing trip that Craig and I just took together. Uh-huh. We went out for a couple of days and just – it was really good. It was really cold, but it was uh-huh. really good. Um, I'm trying to download these pictures and what I run into is you know, a file of a ton of pictures I haven't looked at recently. And so I started kind of ripping through those just very, very quickly and realizing, oh, my goodness – Oh, my goodness, Lord, you've shown up so many times in my life this year. Oh, look, there's that visit with Samuel. You were so in that visit. Oh, look, there's a... That's a dog scratching here in the <laughs> like, corner what? of the room. It's Santa Claus. That's it, Sonoma. Up She's... on the housetop, reindeer paws. <laughs> I didn't know she was in here. <laughs> it's Rudolph. There's crickets in the background. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, in that meaningful analogy... <laughs> If you see well, you'll see how much God shows up. That was what I wanted to say. Don't rend your robes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Ransom Heart Podcast. Yeah. Well, Lord, may you open our eyes. Open our eyes, Jesus. May the scales fall off. May we see clearly. May we see clearly. Thank you for joining us on this Ransom Heart Podcast. Um, for more, come to RansomHeart.com. We've got a lot to offer you.